Welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. This is episode number 64. I'm your host, Diane Emerson. I'm the author of the book, Psychopaths in Our Lives, My Interviews, which is now available on Amazon and paperback and also on iBooks. Anyway, I want to um, do a little bit of housekeeping here, one thing to catch up with. Um, I set up this um, the mailbox um, so that people could communicate if they didn't want to use their email address. So if you want to contact me directly and have me answer you, you can click on my name, which is down below, diane at dianeemerson.com. Or if you choose to use the uh, box, that's okay too. Um, but if you n- want me to answer you, make sure and type in your email address there because I don't have any way to see what your email address is. And I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I had a couple of people ask me questions about wanting to get in contact and they didn't leave me their email address. So that's the reason I haven't emailed you back. So if you just shoot me another email with your address, I'd be glad to answer you. So I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. So today, let's continue chatting about your psychopaths deserve love. Now, I don't want to get this turned around to anything other than this specific thing about whether they deserve or um, should be allowed to have your love. So it's just, it's a very common thing. And what I have kind of come to conclusion is, let me read this definition I looked up about love. Said interpersonal love refers to love between human beings. Well, I'm glad they cleared that up. It is a much more potent sentiment than simply liking for a person, than a simple liking for a person. Unrequited love refers to those feelings of love that are not reciprocated. Interpersonal love is most closely associated with interpersonal relationships. So here's an interesting thing that kind of popped out at me here is that um, we're really talking about if you love a psychopath, you're really talking about unrequited love. That's really a tongue twister there because you're loving that person, but they're not able to return those feelings. Um, So what I'd like to be clear about is that there's there's a way that people talk about in their communications, and this has been going on for years, um, about their relationships with psychopaths. And they usually will say things like, well, they keep coming back, and, you know, you know, I, I feel reeled in. And one thing you might look into, because this really isn't the, the love channel, is there's a lot of hormonal activities that take place in the body when it comes to love. So you might be also having some hormonal things going on as far as when you start thinking about this person with such fondness. So it really ends up being something that is very hard because who wants to love somebody and then not be loved back? Particularly if you love this person and you're 100% convinced that they love you because they've told you so. They've modeled behavior to show their love. So one thing that I really think is that psychopaths really are tapped into they know the emotion of love is what humans respond to. I don't mean they're not humans, but you know what I mean. The rest of us would respond to. So they really know how to work those angles. So I did a little searching around to take a look at what psychopaths had said about what they think about love. So what I'd like to, it, because it's been such a common theme that victims feel this need to protect the psychopath in their life. And 
um, exhibit a very hesitant way of looking at them and making apologies where there might not be needed one. Uh, maybe that's not something that we should be apologizing for. So if you think a psychopath deserves love, then what we're really talking about is engaging in unrequited love. They lack that capability. So do caring people often overlook or, or not able to see the love will be unrequited? No, that's impossible because they can't really, you're really not overlooking anything. So it's not like you go into a relationship thinking, well, this person's never going to love me back. You're going based on all the clues. But you, so you really can't see that that's what's going to happen. You see what I mean? I mean, you go into it thinking that there's love being returned on both sides, but really it's only being on one side. So the, because the, the psychopath sets it up using all the main tools, and the main tool that I would have to say is the illusion of love. That's what they like to give you is the illusion of love, and that in turn makes the victim start to feel they're reciprocating love. See what I'm saying, how this gets a little bit foggy here? And while they might not love, they certainly understand the need to portray a loving presence and talk about this illusion of love. That part they really have, um, they really have that fine-tuned. They really know where to go with that conversation. I think I said this in an earlier podcast, and one of them, when I interviewed them for my book, said, hey, you know, I can do dreamy eyes, I can do melty eyes. Which ones do you want me to do? And then that same person, I made a quote here, also went on to say, I could convince you, this is a psychopath talking, remember, I could convince you that I know what it is like to truly suffer. I could convince you I know what it is like to truly love. What would you like me to understand best? I have learned the words and the faces for it all. Love me, fear me. It doesn't really matter which, so long as you pay me attention, and I can interpret it as adulation. See, what they've learned is that they've learned to mimic what love would look like. So it's not that somebody um, went into the situation in a relationship with a psychopath thinking that they were anything but a regular human being. I mean, it's so that's why when you start to say to yourself, how did I miss all this stuff? How did I know that I would never have my love return? You would never have known this because we're dealing with some pretty cagey, clever, slick people. They have sold you on the illusion of love. So the question here is, part of that is how do they do that? And I, I, I picked out this one quote by this one psychopath, and what he did was he described how the process of love works for him. And what you'll note here is how calculated it is, okay? So what he says is, it takes about one year to call me emotionally disconnected because there is a bit of breathing room at the start with getting to know each other. Three to four months. Then months six to seven, they are so in love that they forgive me for not connecting yet. Until month 10, I get away with pretending that I'm connected because I start to tell them I love them. See, he said this about month 10, but I think a lot of them, from what I understand, say it a lot earlier. But that tends not to last, so it works out to be a year. 
Then they tend to try to fix me over the next year. When I am told I need to open up more, I have told them my life goals and ambitions. It's not like I keep them secret really anyway. I just leave out the part about them not being being there when I get what I want. See how this guy's got it all planned out. And so he knows exactly down to the months as far as about how long it takes to get to know people. And so what he's basically describing is that he's seen this person falling in love with him. And so he knows, well, okay, let me see here, around six or seven, they're so in love that they don't see me really connecting, but they're starting to, the love is overpowering them. So can you say that this is somebody who would deserve anybody's love? I'm not sure that anybody could answer that affirmatively, but it gives you an idea of um, how calculated out the getting you to be in love with them part is. But the real part, the catcher is, is that they're incapable of loving you back. So really we're talking about a couple things here. We're talking about the illusion of love. We're not really talking about love. But they have all of the things down. And as they get more practiced, they can watch you. They're seeing what you know. And remember, in the very first part of your relationship, they were you were doing a lot of talking, probably, and they were doing a lot of listening. So they were tapping into all the things that you love. So as a person, you can express things with love because you understand and you have lived with what that feeling is. They're just on the outskirts kind of guessing at what it is and learning which way to take the conversation. So I don't think most of them, from what I've understood, wait for 10 months like this guy does, but he certainly has it down to a science as far as, you know, how he, he knows about when we're going to be getting to know each other and, you know, people will overlook that they're not connecting yet. And this is the same guy that also talks about um, to explain away his distance or lack of closeness. We'll say things like, well, I was, you know, molested as a child. And, you know, they have a whole list of things they come up with. And instead of turning people off and making them red flags, essentially by playing the victim while they're victimizing victims brings added love from others in their direction. But the big question we have to answer now is, do they deserve it? I vote for no. Um, Now, that doesn't mean that I sit around with hatred in my heart. and um, I I, I can't say that, let's say, some psychopath gets executed or convicted of murder or something. I can't say that I necessarily sit in my house and I don't cry about it. but I try to maintain neutral feelings about it and take take the hatred feelings out because we're really just trying to understand what all these human emotions are because we have the emotions and we know what they are, so it's a matter of paying attention to them. And when we see those red flags, pay attention. And maybe the next time this person is talking, maybe not say so much. Maybe just start to listen and observe. So anyway, so we're having a 4th of July weekend this weekend, so I'm going to cut this short. And also, I like to give things for all of us to think about. Are you putting your love in a basket that will always be needing more and never having anything in return? And that in itself can start to sound a little selfish, but why do people want to be in a relationship 
if they will never get the reciprocal love? How could that ever be okay? But you know what? Always keep in mind that it took a very long time to get to this spot. And then you've got the added details of the PTSD, the anxiety, and all of that. So there's just a lot to process here. And if we're ever going to make social change, we've got to understand how these people calculate, how they operate, and what our involvement should be. We feel like we need to always take care of everybody else. So maybe this week set out to do just one thing for yourself. Maybe have that cup of coffee or that tea without any music on or any noise and just see. Silence can be very rewarding as far as how it can bring up emotions. But remember that saying that when we decide to abuse ourselves, it's only a matter of which size bat we pick out of the bag. So reflection and trying to move forward and understanding these human emotions isn't something that I would encourage to become a beating session because we need to learn all these cues, all these things to look for, because in order to move forward in society, this isn't the last psychopath, unfortunately, that you're going to meet. So with the right tools, there's got to be that line between having the right tools and knowing where to go and resisting that paranoia and shutting everybody off, which is kind of a, the first reaction is, well, no, no, no more people in my life because these last ones have been bad. They're not all bad out there. And if you feel like they are, then maybe it's just time to take a break. But the situation is you're a very kind and caring person, and the world needs many more of kind and caring people out there. So... I would encourage you to try to think about this and also try to think about the kindness to yourself. If you could be as kind to yourself as you were to this other person just for the day, see how it feels. Anyway, well, I'm going to sign off for now, and all the links are below for contact information. And please do get a hold of me if I didn't contact you back because I didn't have your email address. And I will look forward to chatting with you next week. So be safe out there. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.